Hello, it's the September DCM podcast. My name is Tom Linnae and this month on the DCM podcast, we're doing something a bit different. I'm excited about it and we're welcoming a variety of guests as we preview the London Film Festival, what you can see at the festival and if you can't get to the festival, when you can see those films in UK cinemas. Before we meet our first guest, we're recording this the week before No Time to Die is out. So it's been flat out here at DCM, but we couldn't be more excited for No Time to Die finally hitting the big screen. It's set to be the biggest film that's been out in at least the last couple of years. It's going to be a real genuine cultural event that I think we're all going to be talking about over the next month. And it's very, very exciting. So joining me first, we have a rotating roster of guests today. And it's not just because I've only got one extra microphone at the moment, but I'm really delighted to be joined by DCM's Head of Marketing and Communications, it's Zoe Oresti. Hi, Zoe. Hi, Tom. How are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. This is your first ever podcast experience, isn't it? It is, yes. How are you feeling about it? A little scared. Well, scared? Don't be scared. <laughs> you just do them so well. It's a lot it's to good. live up to. It's going to be fine. So we're talking about the BFI London Film Festival. Yes. Now, DCM have partnered with the BFI and the London Film Festival for how many years now? Well over 10 years. Well over 10 years, so it could be close to 20, but it's over 10. <laughs> I think it's more like 14. <laughs> oh, okay, but either way, that's a number of years. Tell us a little bit about the partnership and what it entails. Yeah, so DCM is an official media partner of the BFI London Film Festival, and that sees us receive access to the festival where we host clients and customers to raise awareness of the event and upcoming cinema releases um, and then in turn we screen the BFI's official festival trailer across our cinemas. Okay it's a great time of year isn't it? It really is it's one of my favourite times. So we should probably highlight that the opening night film this year is James Samuel's The Harder They Fall starring Idris Elba, Zazie Beetz and Jonathan Majors while the closing night film is Joel Cohen's The Tragedy of Macbeth starring Denzel Washington and Francis McDormand. Will you get to see any of the films Zoe? I hope so, definitely. What are you looking forward to? There's a few. Really hope I can get along to watch French Dispatch, King Richard, Lost Daughter. Some of them we'll be talking about with my other guests later in the podcast. But why should people be excited about the festival? If you get to attend, it's a really special occasion, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's you know the UK's biggest film festival. Um, it's run in partnership with the American Express every year, and it's just a huge collection of brilliant events. And like you said, it's it's exciting and special. Red carpet galas, lots of stars in attendance, and you get to watch brilliant content on the big screen. Yeah, they're all great events. And we should also point out this year that you can participate in the festival even if you aren't in London. So while it's called the London Film Festival, it feels very much like a national event now. A number of the films that are being shown are being screened in various cities around the country, including Belfast, Bristol, Cardiff, Coventry, Edinburgh, Glasgow, Manchester, Newcastle, Nottingham or Sheffield. So if you can get to cinemas in any of those cities, you can participate in the festival. And many of the films are also available to watch at home on the BFI player. So if you've got an internet connection and you've got a computer at home, you can watch some of these films at home as well. So it really genuinely is a national event now, which I think is very exciting. There's plenty of opportunities to get involved. So Zoe has now left to go market and communicate some more, but I'm joined by DCM's Corinne Eschen, who works on our Group M team. Hi, Corinne. How are you? Hello. I'm good. Thank you. So the film festival time is one of the best periods of the year, isn't it? It's literally my favourite time of year, and that is no exaggeration at all. Better than Christmas? Better than I think it's better. I love film. So for me, this is Christmas when it comes to film. So you've heard it here first. The Fil London Film Festival is better than Christmas. Yeah. Just tell us about some of your favourite 
LFF memories to date? Probably my favourite LFF memory. I've got two really big ones, um, but my absolute number one was I got to go to Green Book, um, which was a surprise film a couple of years ago. I know some people don't like it ever since, but at the time, it's still one of my favourite films of the last few years. And the reception in the cinema of that film when it came out was just something like I've not experienced before. Two very, very long standing ovations where they had to tell us to sit down. Mahershala Ali, who I'm a big fan of, he was there. He was there? He was there. Wow. That was that was me. Two-time Oscar winner. Yeah. Um, that is kind of one of my ultimate... Uh, memories but also as well I had a really lovely experience going with friends to see a beautiful boy walking the red carpet with Timothy Chalamet with Timothy Chalamet yes a friend of my summers she is a huge Timothy Chalamet fan she was trying to take a video of him on the red carpet and I chose that exact moment to walk past her (laughs) and in front of the video because they really do rush you down the red carpet um so I don't think she's still not forgiven me for that but um it was really again a really really special moment to kind of share with friends and I think that's what's really nice. Again, last year I got to go a few times um, to see a couple of films. And it's just so nice to go and be around other people who really love film. And when you come out, there's just such a buzz around the films that you go and see. And I just don't think it can be beaten. So what are you looking forward to seeing this year? So I've got quite a few films that I'm really looking forward to. Um, quite a broad variety, I think. Um, the first film I'm really looking forward to is something... I don't know what it is yet. It's something that I go to every year, which is the surprise film. So uh, I've been the last few years. I've seen Lady Bird, Green Book and Uncut Gems. So it's always a really, really good film. Yeah, it's a high profile film, isn't it? Yeah. And I think it's really nice as well because there's quite a few films that both haven't appeared on sort of our schedules and haven't appeared on the film festival schedule yet that I'm really keeping my fingers crossed for that it's going to be. So what do you think it might be? My number one pick, if I could pick anything for it to be, would be The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Um, the film with Jessica Chastain and Andrew Garfield. Yeah, I'm a big Jessica Chastain fan and she has just got fantastic reviews. I think she just won the or got honoured with like an actress award at the Toronto Film Festival for it. And I just think the trailer looks absolutely fantastic. And a bit like with Darkest Hour, her prosthetics in the trailer are amazing. So I'm really, really interested to see that. But also Serrano, that's the other one that I'd really love it to be as well. So that's Joe Wright's adaptation of the musical that was on Broadway that starred Peter Dinklage as Serrano. And he plays the lead in this film, doesn't he? He does. And a bit like you've been saying it to us, who doesn't want to see Peter Dinklage potentially win an Oscar? I would love to see that. He's so loved. He's just, he's really fantastic in everything that he's in. And I know I've spoken to you about it before but I'm a big fan of Calvin Harrison Jr who I discovered at the festival two years ago in the film uh, Waves and he's playing is he called Christian I think the kind of real love interest of Roxanne in uh, Serrano as well so I just think the cast looks really fantastic for this as well and it's a musical and I love musicals so they're kind of my two ones I'm really really hoping it's going to be. And that's good because Serrano's in cinemas on 14th of January next year. Potential awards directed by Joe Wright who directed Darkest Hour and Anna Karenina and Atonement and I'd take Jessica Chastain and Peter Dinklage as the two best actor and actress winners next year. I would, but I'm going to throw one more in there as to who I want to invest actor. And I know what I think, I know what you're going to say. And this might be the one that I I want to win most. Yes, King Richard. Will Smith as Richard Williams, Venus and Serena's dad. So this is playing at the festival. It's in cinemas on November the 19th. As if you can't get to the cinema to see it, you don't have to wait too long. But this is getting rave reviews, isn't it? Why are you excited about this one? 
a bit like what you just said. I feel like I've waited a lifetime. Well, I've probably not waited a lifetime. Will Smith has waited a lifetime to win an Oscar. He is one of my all-time favourite actors. He looks like he's going to be truly fantastic in this. I think he's the current frontrunner to win Best Actor uh, at the Oscars. But not just him as well, the cast and the director. So it's been directed by someone called, I think he's called Ronaldo Marcus Green. Correct, yeah. Thank you. Um, so he directed a film called Monsters and Men, which I was a big fan of a few years ago. That had a really, really fantastic up-and-coming cast. And I think that's something that he does really well. He takes casts who are perhaps not known to a lot of people. Obviously, Will Smith's a big name, um, but he's been supported by Ingenue Ellis. She's playing Venus and Serena's mum. And the girl who's playing Venus Williams, she's called, I've written her name down because I'll probably mispronounce it, Sanaya Sydney, I believe she's called. Um, she is a really, really promising up-and-coming actress. I think she's going to play Sasha Obama in the upcoming series about the Obamas starring Viola Davis. So he takes these really, really fantastic, fresh, up-and-coming cast and really turns them into really magical films and really pulls the best out of them. And it sounds like that's what he's done uh, with King Richard as well. So I'm really, really excited for that. I cannot wait to see that. And Will Smith is a producer as well, isn't he? So, yeah. and there's, I mean, it's being talked up as a potential contender for Best Picture as well. It's that been that warmly received, hasn't it? So it has. two shots at the Oscar for Will Smith. But really, really hope he wins the Oscar for Best Actor. I would love to see that. I mean, obviously, if it's between him and Peter Dinklage, we all win. But... <laughs> would be great wouldn't it and it's King Richard it's on at the film festival it's one of the main galas and then it's in cinemas on November the 19th don't miss it what else are you looking forward to bit of a change of pace now but I'm really excited this year for the family gala which is Ron's Gone Wrong um, so it's really really charming I think quite interesting story about a sort of set in a world a bit like if you go back to when Facebook was just the really in thing and everybody had Facebook and everybody used it as their way to socialise. It's set in that kind of world, but the idea that these little robot toy sort of things are the way that people socialise with each other. And it's about a little boy who, when he finally gets one of these robots, is a little bit broken, it's maybe not quite right. Um, but it looks like it's going to be all about kind of finding friendships. I know I'm going to cry because, let's face it, at some point he's probably going to have to maybe turn the robot off or something like that. It's going to be sad. But it just looks so charming and the trailer's really funny. It's kind of an updating of E.T., isn't it? A little bit like that. Yeah, I hadn't actually thought of that. Um, and it's from, uh, it's a Fox, 20th Century Fox film as well, I believe. And I think whether it was their last film or one of their last animated films was Spies in Disguise, which I think is one of the best uh, animated films of the last few years, especially for kind of an original story and an original concept. Just reiterating your Will Smith credentials I there. Just anything with Will Smith in it. And honestly, Spies in Disguise has got the best opening sequence of pretty much any film in the last like 20 years I would put it out there not just animated films so I have huge high hopes for Ron's Gone Wrong because I'm basing it kind of on the prestige of the films that 20th Century Fox have produced before when it comes to animations. It's directed by a British woman called Sarah Smith who used to work for Aardman and she directed Arthur yes. Christmas. Which is one of the best Christmas films isn't it? Yeah and this is her first kind of big American animation and it's also written by Peter Bainham who if you're my age, is kind of like a <laughs> comedy hero. He wrote lo wrote loads of like Alan Partridge, the day-to-day, -day, Borat, all these like hit, uh, hit British comedies. So yeah, I'm excited for this one as well. It's the Family Gala. It's on on a Saturday afternoon, so you don't have to get down to London late if you get a, if you can get a ticket. But if you can't see it, it's in cinemas a week later as well, and it will be running for through October half term. So you can see this one, and I think it looks like one of the best family films of the year. Yeah, and the last few Family Galas have well been really good. So I went to the Family 
gala or kind of what was the family gala last year and that was Seoul yeah. so they've got prestige kind of when it comes to picking these really fantastic uh, animated films uh, to share so it's really really exciting one I think what else are you looking forward to again another big change of pace don't know if it's got a UK release date yet um, so you can tell me off Tom um, but it's a film called Cop Secret it is an Icelandic kind of buddy cop comedy directed really interestingly by the Icelandic national goalkeeper. Is it? Yes. I did not know this. I know. So if you remember... Well, as in football goalkeeper. As in football goalkeeper. So that really fateful, horrible day that all England fans remember, 2016 Euros when England got knocked out, the Euros, by Iceland. That goalkeeper is now directing a film which is premiering at the uh, British Film Festival, or the London Film Festival. I did not know this. This is big news and that's amazing. And also, I was... (laughs) I mean, I'm an, obviously an England football fan, but I was happy that Iceland won that day. Yeah. But, but I'm, I'm not happy that he is talented at football and talented at filmmaking. That is annoying. I know. It's insane, isn't it? But this looks, it's uh, part of the laugh strand this year and it looks genuinely funny. It's sort of an action comedy. I, I think it's going to be kind of taking the mick out of all of those sort of 80s style body cop tropes that we know you know like with expendable henchmen and you know unrealistic shootouts all of that kind of thing and again I think it was based off of a fake trailer or movie trailer that was in an Icelandic tv program from like early 2010s just looks really interesting really differently and I've certainly discovered over the last sort of two years very late to the game I will admit how much I'm enjoying going to see um sort of cinema coming out of the rest of Europe uh, so I'm really, really excited to see this one and see what it can bring. And sometimes some of the best films are those ones that are in those strands that you might not necessarily go and see. Uh, over the last few years, some of my favourites, like Assassination Nation, have come from those kind of smaller strands. So I think it sounds like a really interesting and enticing offer. So that's called Cop Secret. I like the fact that it makes me think of the film Top Secret, which is a Zucker, Abraham Zucker film who then went on to make Naked Gun and previously made okay. Airplane. They made a film called Top Secret in between that with Val Kilmer, uh, that's very funny. So check that out as well. Sounds good. Is there anything else you're looking forward to? Yes, Belfast. Tell us a little bit about Belfast. Belfast is the kind of semi-autobiographical um, story of Kenneth Branagh. We're all lovingly calling it Kenneth Branagh's Roma internally. I think this has got the best trailer of the year. It looks genuinely charming. It's going to be emotional, really, really fantastic cast as well. So Judy Dench, Jamie Dornan, Katrina Belfer and Kieran Hines um, are all starring. And the young boy in it is apparently a massive breakout success, isn't he? Yeah, it's been, there's been some really fantastic kids come out of these films recently. Um, he looks like he's going to be really adorable in it. And it's obviously set during Northern Ireland during the Troubles. So obviously something quite hard hitting in that as well but I just think it's black and white which I think gives it that really nice classy sort of unique look about it as well and this just won the People's Choice Awards at the um, Toronto International Film Festival which again is one of the best indicators for the future Oscar best winner so it just basically solidified my excitement for this film really. Yeah I mean think, I think the last nine People's Choice winners have all gone on to be nominated for Best Picture so yeah. this is nailed on Best Picture nominee. I think some people are saying it's it's going to win Best Picture I mean, we'll wait and see. I think it's probably more likely to win Best Picture at the BAFTAs, isn't it? Because oh, of, definitely. Because of Kenneth Branagh's links, obviously being British. It's Belfast. It's in cinemas on November the 12th. This looks like a really classy, moving story. Great use of music in the trailer as well. Yeah, who doesn't want to see anything that's got Jamie Dornan, mind me, I'm going to guess, along to Everlasting Love. 
that is a great trailer in my books. Yep, check the trailer out. That's Belfast. It's one of the major galas, and I think we're going to be hearing a lot about that film over the next few months. Definitely. Is there anything else? I mean, there's lots and lots on the schedule. I feel like probably a lot of us will cover them off. Um, ones I haven't mentioned, French Dispatch, obviously looks really fantastic. One of the A-list casts of the year. I've also booked tickets to go and see True Things, which is in the official competition. So that's Josh O'Connor, new Emmy winner, isn't it? Yes. Or well, he's not in this. Oh, no, isn't he? He no, was um, in her Tom previous Burke. film. It's Tom, Tom Burke. Burke. Yeah, gosh, what an idiot. <laughs> oh. And uh, Ruth Wilson. And Ruth Wilson, yes, yeah. So I'm a big Tom Burke Pulled fan. Pulled it round. <laughs> so Tom Burke replaced Jude Law um, in the um, film. Josh O'Connor was in the director, Harry... Whitliffe. Whitliffe, yeah. Her last film, I think, starred Josh O'Connor. Yes, it did. That starred Lyra DaCosta as well, or Lyra Costa, who was in Victoria. Yes. Thanks for joining me, Corinne. I will no doubt see you on the red carpet somewhere soon. Yes. I like to think it's because I would be famous, but it won't. It'll be because I'm probably stalking Will Smith. But yeah, thanks for having me. Because he's going to be there, isn't he? He's going to be there. I really hope he's going to be there. Yeah, I hope for your sake he is too. Thanks. Thanks. So Corinne is now gone and I'm joined by Chris Rogers, who works in our publicist and Aegis team. Hi, Chris. How are you? Hi, Tom. I'm very well, thank you. This isn't your first LFF, is it? It's not. It's not my first rodeo. And it is one of the best times of the year, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean... LFF 2019 was the first big film festival experience for me and there was just there was so much on offer it was just like the the range of films from everywhere from all different types of filmmakers from all over the world it's just yeah it's it's great it's just two weeks of heaven basically and what was your highlight from that festival I mean my highlight from that festival I think was the report the Adam Driver um, post 9-11 investigation film which I mean I love a procedural film I love films about groups of people sat in rooms sorting through filing cabinets to find dirty evidence on people in power so it was right on my street really but yeah I really enjoyed that and obviously we had big hits like uh, The Irishman that year and uh, Marriage Story so it was a it was a really good year. So what are you looking forward to at the festival this year? Oh my goodness so I think the biggest one for me and I didn't expect this to be the case if you'd asked me a few months ago is Spencer the film about Princess Diana with um, Christian Stewart as playing Diana Spencer which is as far as I can tell, is set when she finally decides to leave the royal family and obviously is the most interesting part of the whole thing and has been sort of covered a little bit in some of the TV stuff that's been around recently. But I'm a huge fan of Pablo Lorraine's previous film, Jackie, from a couple of years ago. Starred Natalie Portman, Natalie Portman Jackie Portman, and yeah, Which was just not what I expected from that kind of film at all. And I think he's got a real talent for taking things that could just be kind of standard biopic fare and giving them this kind of slightly elevated, really arty feel to them and I, I think in the marketing they've tried to hold back a bit on showing Christian Stewart's performance I think in response to the amazing response that it's had from festivals around the world to be kind of like well everyone's talking about how great it is but we want to save that surprise for when you see the film so I'm I'm really looking forward to that and that is that's showing a few times um, throughout the festival and it's in UK cinemas 5th of November. Yep so if you can't see it at the festival you can see it not too long afterwards on the 5th of November and yet I can't wait to see that I'm excited about that as well because it's got a score by Johnny Greenwood yes who I think is becoming one of the best well he's obviously in one of the very best bands of the last however many years but he's also becoming one of the most interesting film composers yeah for sure I mean his work with Paul Thomas Anderson alone is like you know just some of the and Lynn Ramsey as well and Lynn Ramsey of course yeah yeah so what's next on your list Titan the uh, I believe that's that's how you pronounce it. Isn't I it? haven't I've, worked I've out how to pronounce it. Titan. It's spelt titane, isn't it? But I've been calling it because it's French for titanium, isn't yeah. it? The metal, which is funny because when you look it up on IMDb, see the description of the film, it just gives you a description of the metal, which is it's already like a bit of an intriguing way to describe a film. But it's from um, Juliette de Cornau who made Raw, which was this 
just unbelievable horror debut from a few years back that I I watched knowing it was it had strong reviews but didn't know anything about the plot and it just took my breath away. I couldn't couldn't believe some of the stuff in it and it was really really invigorating and this looks like it's going in a, in a similar direction. I mean, I said the IMDb description doesn't really tell you anything about the film, but then the, the trailers are just as enigmatic. They're just full of these really strong images and as best I can surmise from what I've read is that it's a sort of David Cronenberg style body horror film about a how they phrase it mentally disturbed woman who uh, has a who becomes pregnant after getting along famously I think is the phrase uh, with a motor vehicle yeah it involves some sort of seduction of a car yeah which obviously immediately puts you in mind of David Cronenberg's crash from the 90s which is such a strange and interesting film so obviously shades of that, and I think anything that can invoke late 80s, early 90s Cronenberg with any any kind of success whatsoever is something to keep an eye on. And it won the Palme d'Or. The it big, did, The crucially. biggest prize on the festival circuit. Which is, I think a lot of people didn't expect because of the way it's branded as a horror, but then that's when we get into discussions of, is it what they call nowadays elevated horror, which is a way of saying, you know, getting away from the slightly shady roots that horror has, but... I think horrors worth celebrating, and I'm I'm really looking forward to this. And that's that's showing uh, that comes out on uh, New Year's Eve. Yeah, it's a New Year's Eve film, <laughs> so wonderful. You can't see it for a while. So if you could get to see it at the film festival, you get to see it well in advance. And I'm glad you mentioned that because that's the film I'm most intrigued to see because mm. I thought Raw was incredible. And yeah. Julia Ducournau, who's a young filmmaker in her early 30s, I think is one of the most exciting filmmakers to emerge in a long while. Absolutely. Yeah. What, what's next on your list? Uh, Boiling Point, which I looked at and I saw Stephen Graham in a, in a chef's outfit and thought, okay, I'm, I'm intrigued. Um, so it's from a director called um, Philip Barantini, who is adapting this from his own short film from a few years ago, which is about 20 minutes long and had Stephen Graham in it. And this is now a 90-minute feature. And it's a, a one-shot film, which is a, kind of the rage, I think, for the last few years. It's been a big selling point of a lot of films, you think, of 1917 or... Entire, I think the entire first twenty minutes of Gravity is all one shot. Yeah, Victoria, like that. As Victoria. Well. Yeah, I was going to come on to mention that because it's it's set across in one night in the busiest the busiest night of the year in a restaurant, and Stephen Graham plays the head chef. So probably the first thing I saw when I looked at it was, do you remember that Bradley Cooper film Burnt from a few years ago, which was kind of I like do remember a, that, a little yeah. bit sort of Gordon Ramsay ish, but this looks like I think it's going to give a bit more of like a a different kind of spin on that and I'm I'm a big fan of those one take things I think Victoria which is which is this film that was spent one night in Berlin and they shot it three separate times to get the right take and it's extraordinary it's just this incredible balancing act of making sure that you're really interested in the drama while also you know technically being really astounding I think this looks re- like it has the potential to be really really exciting and I think the the atmosphere of like a, a kitchen or something with that amount of inherent tension makes for a really exciting prospect with that that kind of film and undoubtedly now Stephen Graham is one of our best actors yeah I mean for me I mean for talking about LFF 2019 I feel like he stole the Irishman from out of out of from underneath anybody which is no mean feat when you've got you know Pacino De Niro Pesci etc I yeah I think he's he's really exciting and people might have seen him recently in things on TV like Home. Yes. And and time. Yes. He just delivers great performance after great performance. And I'm glad you mentioned Boiling Point. It's in cinemas on the 25th of November. 26th of no- November. It's in cinemas on the 19th of November. Out. Yeah, it's on the, in cinemas on the 19th of November. It's Boiling Point. I think it looks like a really exciting British drama. Good choice. 
What's next? This was a bit of a, a surprise me, but the worst person in the world, which when I first saw the poster and I saw the woman in front, I thought, that looks like Dakota Johnson, but it's not. It's a it's a Norwegian actress called uh, Renate Reinsvi, or Reinsvi. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong either way, but we'll just have to <laughs> rely I, I on that. I think you might be. I'm not even going to attempt to say and that, that. So I looked at that and I, and I was just looking at IMDb through the stuff that was on LFF and it caught my eye because I thought it was Dakota Johnson, but it wasn't. And I started reading more more about it and it's from um Wackham Trier who made I don't know if you saw a film called Louder Than Bombs a few I haven't, years ago with Jesse with Eisenberg Jesse Eisenberg and Isabel Huppert and, and Rachel this, Brosnahan yeah which is kind of prickly drama and he made a really interesting uh drama with sort of horror undertones called Thelma a few years ago and it, there were a couple of films that I watched without really thinking of the director particularly but I looked this up and it's a think of a bit more of a straightforward drama with elements of dark comedy about a young woman who is forced to look kind of focus on her love life and realize that maybe she is the problem in where everything's gone wrong and it's not normally my kind of film but it's had some extraordinary reviews um a lot of people think that she's got the potential to be a really big rising star in international fame going forward um she won best actress at Cannes, and i think it just looks like a really intriguing kind of drama that you don't see very much nowadays. Yep, I think that's another good choice. I don't think it has a UK release date yet, but it will be. Not currently, it's sort of to be decided 2022 at the moment. But all these films, if you're looking to reach that sort of ABC One art market audience, they're a really great way of doing it. Spencer particularly, I think, is a really good way of reaching them in Q4 this year. Anything else? My final one, and this is a a really big one for me, is uh, Benedetta, the Paul Verhoeven film. Because I'll watch anything Paul Verhoeven makes. I think he's a really strange dark interesting director so for the uninitiated tell us who what paul, paul so verhoeven, paul has, verhoeven made. has made i mean his the ray of films is is mad frankly total recall starship troopers showgirls l from a few years RoboCop. ago robocop of course yeah basic instinct basic instinct i mean it's just think of any major film from the last 20 or 30 or so years that has some element of like sleaze or kind of slightly over-the-top satirical element and he's probably behind it in some way and this is i mean it's got the of such a paul verhoeven premise a 17th century convent in italy uh where a nun starts to have disturbing erotic visions that sort of start to lead her uh, astray and uh it's about her dealing with those and the way it starts to permeate the the convent as a whole so lots of uh boundary pushing button pushing eye- eyebrow raising stuff i think we can expect but I feel like he's always got something interesting to say underneath it, whether it's the, you know, the commentary on law enforcement in RoboCop, the satire of the satire of uh, fascist propaganda in Starship Troopers. There's always something beneath the, you know, beneath the titillation. And he definitely hasn't seen mellowed as he approaches his 80th, absolutely, year, or, or his ninth decade. That's right, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. I mean, L, his his last major film was was not the film you expect from someone at that age. I feel like he's kind of the the flip side-ish of Ridley Scott is that he's an aging director still very much in his prime but making very, very different kinds of films. And even his films that aren't maybe so celebrated like Showgirls, I think there's still something worth investigating in those and I'm, I'm so excited for this and this is in uk cinemas on the 25th of march next year i lied he's 83 83 so gosh wow i wonder if he'll ever do another american film obviously he's probably doesn't want to go too far away from his home uh, and i think he probably lives in europe doesn't he so yeah but yeah this is one to look out for it's in cinemas in march isn't it march next year five or six really good films to look out for at the festival you can get tickets now online if not, there'll be tickets floating around on the day. Get on Twitter and check and see what um, what you can get because it's really worth seeing some of these films at the film festival because you 
the audience is always excited. There's always a real buzz, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't think I've ever felt anything like the the queue that you're in waiting for those big those big screenings of like the major films and everyone's buzzing about it and then when you come out and it's like the first time anyone's seen it and everyone's got their own opinion about it and it's all just yeah it's a really exciting atmosphere it's the bfi london film festival it starts on the 6th of october runs to the 17th of october tickets are available now and you can watch a whole range of films around the country and online on the bfi player don't miss it i'll be back next month join me then thanks for listening